10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Champions! Wrexham are promoted! Howdy, y'all, and welcome to the Wrexham Texan. My name is Jake Green. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, if you want to follow me on more things, go over to Instagram and Twitter, uh, WXM Texan. Uh, during the month of December, that is where I'll be doing all of my live stuff. Um, I'm not going to be, this is a pre recorded episode today. Um, it is a review the show welcome to Rexham, but we'll we'll get to that in a second so go over to uh instagram and twitter to to follow me over there um i do i post things like texan of the match after a win i'll do uh quote of the day tweet of the day i'll do red hot take with a w red hot take um after the games um which is just like a one minute immediate reaction to what happened on the pitch and uh yeah i might might even go live a couple times during December. So head on over there to uh, to Instagram and Twitter, WXM Texan. Also drop a like on this video, share it with your friends, share it around, um, comment, message me. Um, let me know what I'm doing wrong, what you think I'm doing, what you think I'm doing wrong, um, what you like, what you don't like. If you want to come on the show, I love chatting with, with folks who love Wrexham. So if you want to come on the show, feel free to reach out because I'd love to have you on. Um, all right. Today, finally, the final episode review of Welcome to Wrexham. Up the Town is the name of the episode. <laughs> um, it is episode number 15. I think, so I, I have aired my grievances with this season of the show, um, which I do have some. Uh, if you want to go back and and know what those are, go back and listen to some episode reviews. Um, there's one episode in particular that was supposed to review a few episodes, um, but I pretty much just talked about how I'm disappointed in some of the things that uh, how this season was handled compared to last season. However, the last two episodes of this season were absolutely incredible. The final episode, I mean, I. Definitely tears came to my eyes, may have shed a couple. <laughs> um, it was just an epic, epic, fantastic, cathartic, awesome episode. Um, like I said, it's called Up the Town. And um, it was, I mean, it was just so stinking good. Um, Wrexham faces either promotion or the dreaded playoffs. And yeah, we, I mean, let's get right into it. Let's get right into it. Um, it starts out with a beautiful song, which I failed to look up before, um, before coming on and recording this, but um, it was great. It was just a series of shots with music over the top of them. 
just showing the town preparing and the crowd advancing towards the stadium on the day that we played Borum Wood at home. Um, what a phenomenal day it was. Uh, obviously, anybody who watches this podcast knows that we got promoted. Um, and sorry, y'all. I uh, figured out today that uh, my espresso mug, espresso cup, has just cracked all the way down one side, just all the way down. So my my espresso leaks out, <laughs> and that's driving me nuts right now. Um, Got to get a new espresso cup. Um, yeah, I mean, the whole, everybody knows that we got promoted. If you're watching me talk about this, you you almost definitely know that we got promoted. So I'm not doing any spoilers, but the way that they shot this episode, the way that they edited it, edited cheese the way it was edited was absolutely fantastic so um yeah one of the opening shots is talking to a teary-eyed supporter who's talking about how big this day is um and you can feel how much promotion means to him and how much that that our club means to him um and he clearly has been a supporter for a very long time and it's just so evident in how he's, uh, how he's talking about what this day means to him. And so, um, that's how it starts. Uh, no theme song this time. It just, uh, that's how it starts. And then we cut to Mark Griffiths coming out of his house. Um, who will, you know, be speaking in just a second, but before that, Start talking to a Knotts County fan. I forget his name, Dad Gemmett. They, they put it on there and now I forget. Um, but he is talking about the things, one of the things that we all talked about last year is how ridiculous it was that a team, two teams had massively record breaking seasons and both weren't promoted automatically. Knotts still had to end up going to the playoffs. Um, it, it was wild. I mean, yeah, what a race it was. I mean, there there won't be another one like that for decades. It was incredible to watch. Um, he was, uh, we'll get to more, more about that later. I mean, Mark, here, actually more about that in just a minute, because Mark uh, is talking over some highlights and is talking about them in the exact same way, talking about how good Langstaff is, Bostock, I mean, Scott, I mean, it was fantastic. And them not getting promoted would be absolutely ridiculous. And then popping, popping up on the screen, Macaulay Langstaff, Bostock, Kedwin Scott, and Luke Williams all right in a row talking about the insane nature of this particular season of the National League. And boy, it, I loved that they agreed to come on the show. Um, I know some of the Knotts County supporters over the past couple of years have definitely given us grief and given Rex some grief about um, just about the documentary series and the fame of it all. But the fact that they came on, that they talked about how incredible the season was for both teams and how it's it seemed like I think a couple of them mentioned this, that without us, they would not have gotten to the win 
to the to the point number that they ended up getting and vice versa. I don't think we would have gotten to the point total that we got to last season without them. Um, it was definitely two giants pre- like pushing each other further and further and further, um, harder and harder and harder, and um, just trying to figure out who came out on top at the very end. And I mean, it, it was one for the ages. It, it won't be replicated. Um, I, I talked about this. I had on, oh my gosh, I forgot to, uh, anyway, can't, can't get to that. Um, <laughs> uh, I had on a Knotts County supporter, Luke Midup, um, a few weeks ago and great conversation. Great dude. Um, loves Knotts County, huge supporter, has a lot of great ideas, a lot of good, uh, He's got a good analytical mind with the game, and he talks about how Luke Williams is very much about the analytics and the statistics and the percentages. Um, It's why they do short corner kicks rather than long ones, because short corner kicks lead to goals and long ones rarely do. The only reason people remember long goals is because um, most of the time they are highlight real worthy and they happen immediately. Um, and so, yeah, Luke Williams, fantastic coach. Um, and, uh, it was, it was really fun having Luke met up on to, to talk about that after that, uh, that match where Kedwin got his shot blocked by Ben Foster. Uh, Luke Williams said he had to comfort him and make sure he knew that none of it was his fault. Um, it's not his fault that they have to go to the playoffs or, you know, um, that they lost to Wrexham and that his chance will come again and that he will overcome. Um, what a great coach. I mean, what a great freaking coach. So um, bravo to them. I, I can't speak highly enough. I love that that uh, we're both in the in the league. It's it's just a blast. All right, then we get on to the match at hand. The match that we needed to clinch the league um, against Borum Wood at home, um, which normally would be a good thing if it wasn't Borum Wood, because Borum Wood had a better away record than a home record last year, and their goalkeeper had 15 clean sheets. So it was not, it was not going to be an easy task. It was going to be very difficult, tall order. Um, everyone knew it. Everyone knew that it was going to be a very difficult day, a very difficult match, and uh, the preparation for it. Um, yeah, yeah. Parky talks about it in the pregame speech, um, as well as a little cutaway to him in an interview where Parky basically says uh, – the only way that he's going to reflect on this time at Wrexham in a good way is if he gets the team promoted, um, which completely makes sense. That's like what he was brought on to do because he is so good at that. He's done that with multiple teams. I think this is his third or fourth team to get promoted. Um, it's incredible. It's incredible. Um, he talks about the pregame speech, Bournemouth will slow it down, but just to focus on what you know you're supposed to do and you'll be fine. Then we go. Game starts, match starts, and uh, off to the races. We get the ball on their end. 
They immediately get it down into ours in the 46th second. Uh, they chip it over Foster for a goal. <laughs> and we're down. We're down to 1-0. Um, we're down 1-0 after 46 seconds. 46 seconds in. Crowd is stunned. Ryan can't believe that just happened. Rob can't believe that just happened. It almost felt like this was it. Um, like this is the point where we slide back and we have to go back to the playoffs. Um, I'm sure that was going through many, many, many people's heads. And um, to make things worse, earlier that day, Knotts County had won. So they were within one point of us at that point in time. Um, so it, the stakes obviously are immense. They're huge. They're the biggest the stakes have, have been for Wrexham in a very long time. And uh, we're playing a team that does better on the road than they do at home. <laughs> um, another thing about this game is we got fouled so often. And they just didn't call it. And like, I understand in a big match, calling a questionable foul, um, refs tend to let the players play a little more, um, tend to, because you don't want the refing to be the reason that a certain outcome is reached. And so I understand the desire to not call a foul, but my goodness, we got fouled so many times where it wasn't called and it was incredibly blatant and even could have been like the one against Mindy. He could have gotten easily could have gotten injured easily could have gotten an ankle turned in there. Um, but they didn't call it. And the ref was right there later on in the game. Dalby had got shoved to the ground in the box and they didn't call it. So, um, extremely frustrating uh, to, to see all that happen. But, uh, you know, in the 15th minute, Mr. Ryan Barnett crushes it. Perfect cross across the box. Lee waiting in the back corner, dinks it in with his head, just right into the back of the net, launches it, launches a stupor throughout the crowd. Everyone's losing their mind. The game is tied again. Um, it feels uh, in an instant, the mood changes to, we got this. Um, it After that, for me personally, I thought, oh, this is it. Like, once we scored that goal, you could see the momentum shift. You could see, you could feel it in your bones. Uh, maybe not everybody, but I, I, I felt it in mine. Um, I felt it down to my core that, that that's what was that's what was happening that game. And man, that uh, Barnett to Lee. I love Barnett. I love watching him play. I think he is incredibly underrated and not talked about enough um, and not given enough credit. I think he is absurdly quick and can get the ball down the pitch better than many, many people who play in, in definitely National League last year, but even League Two this year. Um, yeah, then we do the cutaway. We do a cutaway to Elliot Lee, my favorite player on the team, talking about how he has been the happiest that he's been in football playing for this club. 
and he wants so badly to take Wrexham into the league, and that's just all he wants. Um, and gosh, that just feels so good. And we've said this before, and we've covered it before, and um, this has been said by many, many people. I, I believe that the like the the welcoming nature of the town of Wrexham makes people feel at home, first of all, feel comfortable. And in doing, in being so friendly and so welcoming, it allows people, especially the players and the coaches, to focus on what they're doing there and not have to worry about their personal life, their social life, what the town thinks of them, um, and all of that, because that can be a massive distraction and really weigh on you if if that's something that you have to be worried about or that you're nervous about, or um, if you walk down the street and you're getting insulted or jeered at, like uh, no one wants that. And so the fact that, that Wrexham isn't a town where that generally happens and people feel welcomed, that's a huge thing. That's, a, that's massively important in the success of the club. The same way that the club's success de determines a little bit the success of the town, if not a lot, um, the kindness, generosity, and welcoming nature of the town determines, at least in a small way, sometimes a very large way, whether or not the club will succeed. And so it's it's just a symbiotic relationship. Um, both need each other, and it's beautiful. I love it. Um, let's see. Jo oh, we cut to Wayne Jones. Um, I thought this was one of the most touching moments. This is one of the moments that that brought tears to my eyes was Wayne Jones talking about how he could have gone to the match. He could he could have been in that in the stadium with all the fans cheering his face off, rushing the field, all that stuff. Um, but instead, he decided he wanted to spend that time with his family and with his friends and so he and in the turf where it all started for him. And so he decided to watch the game in the turf and not not be in the stadium, um, in the crowd, which massive respect for understanding. I mean, if that doesn't if that doesn't uh, capsulize, capsulate, encapsulate, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> if that doesn't encapsulate exactly what this whole series and the whole mission of this takeover, this this uh, this purchase of the club by by Ryan Rexman, that doesn't encapsulate what that message is. Nothing else does. He forewent something that could have been impactful to just him, and decided he wanted that to be an impactful moment that he shared with his friends and family that was also impactful for them, that also brought it full circle for him as well. Um, what a great thing to do. I mean, absolutely fantastic. Bravo, Wayne. I mean, I thought that was a fantastic uh, and very selfless thing to do. So kudos to you, brother. Um, yeah, within reach halftime, 1-1. One, one. Um, like I said, I didn't have any doubts at this point. I, I thought we were going to win. Didn't think it really mattered uh, what all happened. And then... During halftime, oh my gosh, 
Whew, sorry, that was a yawn. <laughs> During halftime, we cut away to Parky, who mentions that he's been a manager for 18 to 19 years, which is a very long time. And this is the first time in a long time that he had moved into the town in which he was coaching. That's huge. And that 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 adds to what I was just talking about with, with Elliot Lee wanting to win for this town because he just loves the town so much. Um, like, uh, Parkey mentions that like it helped him understand what it means to the town, understand the demeanor of the town, um, the people in it, how it affects all of them. It gave him, I mean, it, it gave him personal contact with the people that his club is representing. And I love that he did that because not everybody has to do that. Um, he didn't like need to, he could have moved, you know, he, he could have not wanted to be, uh, not necessarily not stalked, but like, uh, approached on the street all the time by fans, um, and lived in one town over where they aren't a fan of Wrexham. Um, but he chose to move to Wrexham, um, which, which says a lot about him and about, about, uh, Wrexham, the town. Um, end of the halftime speech is let's get it back. We, uh, struggle for the first little bit. We have one that nearly feels like a goal, which I thought was, but they called us offsides. I believe it was Andy Cannon who they called offsides. Um, if I remember correctly, he actually was, but man, it was close. And then who else, who better to put the nail in the coffin than Super Paul Mullen, who streaks across from the left flank, takes the ball to the just inside the 18-yard box and launches it. Just a curving beautifully kicked shot into the far upper 90 just past the out, outstretched arms of the goalie. Um, upper 90 goal, pandemonium. Everybody loses their dad gum minds. Um, I mean, what a shot. You could, you could literally feel the catharsis being felt <laughs> throughout the entire stadium. Um, they show shots of fans screaming and yelling and jumping up and down um, a lot of fans crying and you can just feel the energy building feel the energy building and here it comes um, super paul mullen huh then we do a mullen cutaway which i i do love this part of it they did this at the end of in the final episode of season one where they would cut away to certain people who they showed um the the previous moment. And so they just showed Mullen. Now they cut away to Mullen and, uh, he's there with Albie. Um, they go to, a, a charity for, for autism, kids with autism, and he just interacts. And one thing that is true of any great person is that he doesn't see himself as anybody even though other people do. Um, if, you, if you see yourself as above other people, as above it, 
it being whatever situation you're in as just so if you see yourself as someone to be admired and and doted on and um like if you feel entitled to your fans then you you have some personal work to do i'm not saying paul mullen doesn't but in that specific area i'm he doesn't seem to have a big head um and yeah, I just thought that was a great thing. He doesn't see himself as anybody. Um, he just sees himself as a person. And uh, uh, such a good mentality to have. Um, and I, I mean, how can you not respect him for that? The only thing I don't respect him for is the flopping. <laughs> Quit flopping, man. Just get up and play. People are going to pull you down all the time. Just get up and play and uh, fight through it. Uh, that's what that's what I want you to do. <laughs> um, we then cut away to Millie's mom um, talking about how Millie would be doing uh, going to games and all of that, even without the docuseries, even without the takeover. She that's just what she does. Um, she's a super fan. And then she, Millie comes on and confirms exactly that. And then Carrie comes on and says that she didn't think last year was our year. She thought it was this year, this year, meaning season two of the docuseries, not, not the 2023, 2024 season. Um, she just knew it was our year and she felt confident from the beginning. Um, according to her. So pretty awesome. We then do another cutaway. So it's a cutaway inside a cutaway, inside a cutaway, inside a cutaway. It's a lot of cutaways to Jordan Davis in an ultrasound with his partner, Kelsey, um, showing, uh, that they are having another baby. It's a girl this time. And they talk about the pregnancy and how it's very different from the first time around and how the mental anguish is a whole lot worse because any possible thing that happens, uh, they think something's wrong. And that makes sense. I mean, that has, that probably was one of the hardest nine months maybe the hardest nine months of their lives. Um, and he was doing all this while still playing for Wrexham. And he would go in and out. We were very fortunate to have Lee to take his place um, while all this was happening um, when he wasn't able to come in. But um, it was it, it was great. I mean, Kelsey said that the milestones were really hard, um, especially that 27-week milestone, which is when um, – uh, Arthur was born sleeping and it all comes down to, I mean, the craziest part of it all is that within the same month, Jordan could see his team get promoted and see his daughter get born. <laughs> it's wild. We then cut back to the game where we see some gameplay. Things are going well. Um, we're getting the ball down the field. Um, great things are happening. And then, Mullen, basically all by himself, takes it a quarter of the way down the field, gets to the edge of the box, and launches almost the exact same spot. Upper 90, just past the goalie's gloves. Goalie even got a hand on it, but it still went in the back of the net to seal the deal. That was it. The game, I mean, that was it. Every, I mean, every single human there was losing their minds. 
I was losing my mind here in my house, just right back there, freaking out. Um, we were preparing to go to a wedding and I was losing it. Um, I still had my jersey on. I was supposed to be getting ready for the for the wedding. Um, but man, what a moment that was. Um, it's one that I think everybody will remember is, is Mullen just making sure that we get and in, get into the league in that 71st minute of that game. And then the end comes, that final whistle blows. You hear the words champions, Wrexham are promoted. They have their storybook ending. And those words are very true. They're also not quite all the way true. Um, because in no way, shape, or form was it an ending. It was literally the beginning of our climb up the ladder in the EFL. And so it's, it marked just a historic moment in, in the history of Wrexham. Um, there was pandemonium. The pitch is rushed. Everyone is jumping and screaming and crying. Um, I mean, we're freaking promoted lifting players on shoulders. There were smoke bombs going off. It was just bedlam. And it was, I mean, I watched all of it. I watched down to the trophy presentation, the um, all the interviews, the celebrations, just everything. And I will always love that we, uh, <laughs> that that day was that day. Um, I love that we did it at home. I love that we did it in dramatic fashion in typical Wrexham form. Um, I just, I, yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's, sometimes it's hard to put things into words. Just go watch the episode. It's so good. Um, the next week, two weeks later, I can't remember, uh, like a week or so later, uh, the parade happened. Um, the Champions Parade, which I seriously considered flying out for, um, I didn't. They said 15,000 fans were expected and 40,000 showed up. They put Queen, um, Don't Stop Me Now, over the celebration parade celebrations. And in the crowd, walking into the, into the, like, yeah, walking into the crowd from the sidewalk, you see Jordan Davis with Kelsey pushing a stroller with their new baby girl born earlier that day. <laughs> now that I'm at, now that I say it, I'm not sure Kelsey was there. That would be very impressive if Kelsey was there, but could have been, I don't know. Either way, his kid was born on the day of the Wrexham celebration parade. What a, I mean, you can't ride it. It's incredible. And uh, just the celebrations were wild. Um, they were, oh, man, it just meant a lot. It was, I'm getting a little teary-eyed just thinking about it because it was so stinking beautiful. And uh, one of the best parts about the, like, rushing of the field and the parade is they, they show a bunch of the fans and supporters and people around the club that we've been following since the first episode of the first season and how much those moments meant to them. Um, it was beautiful. It was beautiful. Um, and to top it off, they cut to the final PK of 
the Knotts County uh, Knotts County playoff final match where Kedwin Scott puts it in the back of the net to send Knotts County to promotion. Um, so in the end, all was right. Everything happened the way it needed to happen. Um, both of the record-setting clubs got promoted, and now we get to continue our rivalry in in League Two, hopefully a League One championship in the Premier League. So if we just keep getting promoted with knots, I think that would be one of my favorite things to have ever happened. Holy cow, y'all. What a season. Um, like I said, not a huge fan of the entire season itself, but man, these last two episodes absolutely crushed it. Um, all the emotions, everything about what this series was about to begin with was brought back in these two episodes. And so thank you for doing it that way. Um, yeah, I hope, I hope we're able to, I hope y'all are able to keep it up because, uh, I would love to keep talking about the docu series. Um, I, I'm a man of uh, very strict principles, <laughs> and when I stop, when I make a decision based on those principles, then that's it. Like, I stopped watching Ted Lasso, and I will not go back and watch it. Watch it. Period. I will watch the first season, and I will not watch another episode because of what it turned into. Um, and so my fear, not my, my, my fear is that the same thing will happen with this show. If we keep, if they keep making it about, it's just, it's just so funny. Cause I, I, like I said before, I would have liked most of the episodes from this season and I liked them as standalone episodes. I just wish they had been next season. Um, because I thought this season was just too important of a storyline to not focus on us getting promoted for 95% of the episodes. So like 13 out of the 15 episodes I thought should have been about the first team getting promoted um, and the struggles to do that because, because of the record-breaking season. I mean, how many freaking incredible games did we watch last last year? It was, it was, it was absurd. I mean, the ups and downs of leapfrogging with Knott's County was something that only happens once in a lifetime. Like that was wild. So, um, in the end, the last two episodes, absolutely incredible. I urge you all to go watch them. If you haven't already, I'm probably one of the last people to do it. So, um, yeah, that's my fault. I've been just crazy busy recently. So, um, Thank you all so much for tuning in to the Wrexham Texan. Um, really appreciate your viewership. Really appreciate it if you would click the like button and share this. Um, comment. Send me some messages. Go follow me on Instagram and Twitter, WXM Texan. Um, and I'll follow. I'll do my best to follow you back. I don't always uh, get there to click that follow back button, but most of the time I, I try to. Um, yeah, and if you want to be on the show, reach out. I'd love to have you on. Um, that'll do it for this week, y'all. Next week, uh, what's next week's episode? Next week's episode is my brother. Um, I interviewed my brother where we talk about the FA Cup for 
about 40. Well, we talk about the FA Cup for like 30 minutes and we talk about other stuff for another 15. So make sure you go watch that. It's a really good episode. We talk about specific things with the structure of the FA Cup and ideas that he has for it that I think sound phenomenal. So make sure you tune in next week, 12 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. GMT to another episode of the Wrexham Texan. That's it for today, y'all. Up the town. Search my soul Though your hearts are gonna see it You're gonna see it And if you knock my soul Oh, with all your strength You're gonna find it You're gonna find it